Father, thank you that you have already moved in so many women's lives and for the good work that you've already begun. I thank you, Lord. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful that we get to be here together. I love these amazing women that you've put into my life and to put in this room at this time to gather together to see you do something incredible in their lives. That in this time together, from starting last night until through Risley, the rest of their lives, their life will never be the same. And it's because of you, Jesus. It's because of you. Because they came in contact with the real living God, Jesus. And it's all about you, Jesus. And we exalt you and we magnify you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Well, last year, last summer, I always start seeking the Lord as to what the theme for the next year is. Because like you just saw in the video, we like to announce that theme. Um, and, and, and sometimes he takes me down like to the last minute. And my team is going, Cindy, look, we need to get some pictures. We need graphics. We need something. I'm like, I know. I'm waiting. I'm listening. Uh, you know, sometimes that happens. But so and last year, our theme was Awaken. And so when I was seeking the Lord about this year, uh, during that time that we were preparing Awaken, and it was late in the summer, it was probably in August, I heard the Lord give me this scripture. And it was in 1 Corinthians 16, which is on our shirt, 16, 13 through 14. And there's two versions that are so powerful. One is in the message, keep your eyes open. And I thought, well, that is so appropriate because we were just in Awaken, right? So, okay, we awakened. And the year before that, it was Arise. So we arose, we awakened, and now he was telling us, well, keep your eyes open. You're awake, so keep your eyes open. Okay, keep your eyes open. Hold tight to your convictions. Give it all you've got. Be resolute and love without stopping. And in the Passion, it says, remember to stay alert. Hold firmly to all that you believe. Be mighty and full of courage. Let love and kindness be the motivation behind everything that you do. In some tr other translations, it says, be on guard. Stand in the faith. Be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. And I heard you're chosen to be courageous. And I was like, okay, I know you're speaking this to me, but I had no idea what God was preparing me for. I had no idea what he was preparing our girls for. I had no idea, but God knew. God knew that we as women... And as people of God, more than ever before in our lives, we're going to have to keep our eyes open and stay alert. And be alert and hold tight to our conviction. We are going to have to be on guard. We're going to have to stay alert. We're going to have to stand in faith, in our faith, and be full of courage and be strong to love without stopping, to do everything in love, to be, let kindness and love be the motivation behind everything that we do. In a way that we've never had to do it, ladies, would you agree? 
We've had to keep our eyes open. We've had to stay alert and stand in faith. And God is looking for women that will do that. That will stand in faith. That will stand strong. That will be courageous and be resolute and stand in their faith in the midst of whatever's going on. And love without stopping. Love without stopping. Be courageous, be bold, be brave, be fearless. That's what he's looking for. You know, and this is, you think, you know, used to probably some of us, well, gosh, yes, it would take a lot of courage to jump out of a plane. Now, I haven't done that. Both of my girls did that. Did, I mean, tandem, yeah, not by themselves. Okay, yes, Chrissy. And, and, and my husband clowned Mount Rainier, but, I mean, and boy, I would think that t- took a lot of courage. I didn't do that. Both times I stayed home and prayed because, you know, I feel like you need somebody to intercede for you, so that would be me. I'm like, if my husband wants to go to, he's, oh, you've got a mission, you've got to go mission, do a mission trip in Hawaii, I will go with you and intercede on the beach. Uh, (laughs) uh, So, but you know, as women and everyday women, we encounter and we will continue to encounter through our lives difficult circumstance and in all of our life, right? Circumstances and events that require spiritual bravery in us throughout our life on this earth because it is not easy, right? It is, life isn't easy, but Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, is in you. He is in me, and he can write the very best stories. He has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and of sound mind in 2 Timothy 1.7. The more that that we respond in spiritual bravery to all of these circumstances, the events, these difficult things that happen in our life, the more that you will develop a redemptive rhythm. And you go, well, what is that? Well, you think about David. He killed a lion. He killed a bear. Then he could kill a giant. In my life, in all, and I'm not going to tell you how many years that is. Just know that I'm not as old as my husband. I always like to point that out. Because he likes to tell everybody how old he is, okay? And so I always say when he goes, I'm 76, I go, but I'm not, okay? I always, a lot, lot, lot younger, okay? (laughs) But anyway, but, you know, in my life, in all of my journey, and in your life, you know, some of you are just starting out on your journey, and you haven't had to, you haven't had this redemptive, these things that you've overcome that gives you this rhythm of going, okay, God took care of that, then God's going to take it. That's why we need these godmothers, right, Lisa? These godmothers and these people that are telling us, hey, girls, it's going to be okay. I have faced that, or I have faced that, and God took care of it, and that's what God will do because as you see God in your life move and take care of you and keep you safe and keep you going in different aspects and through the difficult situations and circumstances, you start creating this redemptive rhythm. Okay, God did that. He did that. He did that. He did that. I can keep going. He's going to continue to take care of me. He's not going to leave me, right? I know that. He is not going to do it, okay? But you know what? Courage is not an option. We talked about, heard about this a little bit last night. It is a commandment. We're actually commanded to take courage, right? And it says in Joshua 1, 9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage? 
do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. How can you take courage? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's where you get the courage. He is with you wherever you go. Three times within four verses of scripture in Joshua, we are admonished. We are said, be brave and have courage. And you might say, well, what's, what's going to happen? What's going to happen that would lead me to this place that I'm going to need courage, this bravery? And then Joshua, <coughs> excuse me, in Joshua 3, 4, he gives a hint. He gives us a hint to the answer, for you have not passed this way before. Joshua, you are going to need this courage because you have not gone this way before. But remember, be strong and of good courage because I'm with you. Be strong. You have not. Have we been this way before? In this 2020? No. None of us have, right? None of us have ever been through this. But we're going to need courage. And that's what Joshua, he was telling Joshua, you have not passed this way before. You're going to need it. You know, as I looked in scripture, when God gave me this word, I kept seeing over and over and over the word take courage, have courage, be courageous. 114 instances in 12 translations where the courage, the word courage is used in different ways. And courageous six times. Courage is our responsibility, ladies, to take and to have. It is your responsibility to make a choice. He commands us to have courage, to have faith and confidence in him who is our rock of our salvation and his word to conquer our fears, to live a life of determination and of endurance, bravery in the face of adversity, but we have to do something. We have to be aggressive. We have to take it. And we have to say that we will take it because God is in control. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. In this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, right? You will have difficult situations and circumstances, but be of good cheer. Be courageous, for I have overcome the world, and you will overcome the world with me. That's what he says. I'm going to look at a, just a few instances in Scripture, that I, and then I'm going to talk about something else. But first of all, I want to talk about Moses just a little bit. You know, Moses, he's leading those children of Israel, right? Forty years. Bless his heart. <laughs> Bless him, Moses. Bless him. <laughs> Here he is. They've been through everything, okay? They've been through, you know, everything. They're getting ready to go in the promised land. Moses is 120. And he's not doing too well. He's, oh man, I'm like, Lord, I am standing for my 120, okay? All right? But the Lord spoke to him, and he told him that Joshua was, was going to be the one that was going to lead them into the promised land. It wasn't going to be him. It was not going to be you. That's what God, God spoke to him. It's just not going to be you that leads them in the promised land. It's going to be Joshua. And this is what the Lord says, because guess what? He says this to Moses, because Moses is going to have to speak to Joshua, right? So he says, Moses, I love this. I'm not, it's, it's so powerful. I just love it. I love God's word. But he told Moses, you know, you're not going to go. Joshua's going to go, so you need to go tell Joshua. So he goes to Joshua, and he says, Joshua, 
Moses says to Joshua in Deuteronomy 31, 6, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Joshua is going, what? He's going in a way he's never gone. And Moses said, here's what God has said. Do not be afraid. Be strong and courageous. The Lord your God is going to go with you. He will not forsake you. And then in verse 7, he says that to him. And then Joshua, he speaks to Joshua. He tells Moses that. Then he tells Joshua. And then in Joshua 1, which we just read, the Lord commands. He says, which I said four times, right? He says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Then he put the word very in there. Okay, now we need very, very courageous. Okay? In 1 Chronicles 28, 20, David told Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous. Fear not. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord my God is with you. He will not fail or forsake you. And then Hezekiah said to the people, in 2 Chronicles 32, 7, Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Syria, which was the enemy, or his mighty army, for there is a power far greater on your side. And you might go, well, hey, that was back in the Old Testament. What's that have to do with, with for me? What's that have to do with me? It has to do a lot with you because guess what? You're heirs to the same promises and these were written as examples for us to follow. So it, this is written as an example for you to follow. You, they're written for you. They're an example for you. You're in the same bloodline. I'm in the same bloodline. We are heirs to the promises of God. God is with you. He will not fail you. He will not forsake you. There is a power far greater on your side. Far greater. Be strong and courageous. And then I love this too. In the New Testament, there is actually, I love this, two examples. And probably you didn't see this in this way maybe. I don't know. Of people being healed because they stepped out in courage. Let's think about the woman with the issue of blood. Right? The, the woman with the issue of blood who had had that issue, been sick for 12 years, she just, he's coming by. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just touch him, if I can just touch it, the hem of his garment. And they're like, wait a minute, women, you're, a woman's going to come up to you and she's going to touch your garment? And she's like, no, I've got to touch the hem of his garment. I will be healed. And this is what it says in the message in Matthew 9, 22. Then he reassured her. Jesus said to her, courage, daughter. Courage, daughter. You took a risk of faith, and now you're well. You took a risk of faith. You took courage, and now you're well. Ah, he told her, you take courage because you took courage. You were healed because you took courage. You were healed. And then what about the blind beggar in Mark 10, 49 and 50 in the Amplified? He was sitting by the roadside. He heard Jesus was coming. He's blind. He can't get up. He starts crying out. He's crying out and he's saying, God, help me. Have mercy on me. Please have mercy on me. He was getting louder and louder and they were telling him to be quiet. Stop talking. Stop yelling out. And Jesus said, he stopped and he said, call him. And they called the blind man telling him, take courage. Take courage. Get up. He is calling you. That man took courage. 
courage and he was healed. He was healed because he took courage. The woman was healed because she took courage. She stepped out in faith and believed. If I can touch him, he will heal me. He will heal me. And then we love the story in Matthew 14. Jesus fed the 5,000 and he made the disciples. And then he told the disciples, get in the boat and go before him on the other side. And he stayed and prayed. And the, the boat was a long way out from land and there was this storm, right? And the, it was way out there as the winds and the waves. And Jesus, he came to the disciples walking on the water. And Jesus said, and you know what? They were terrified, right? I mean, I think I'd be terrified. I'd be terrified of being in a storm, probably. And they thought it was a ghost coming to them. And Jesus spoke to them in Matthew 14, 7. He said, don't be afraid. He said, Turk courage, I'm here. And as soon as he said that, the wind ceased when he got in the boat. Whatever storm you're facing right now, whatever it is, don't be afraid. Take courage because he's here. He is here. He is here. The, uh, the Lord is here, and he always leads us into triumph. But it takes courage to get there. You have to make a step. You have to take a step of faith. You have to take it. You have to take it. We follow him. We get it from him. It's in him. We get it from him, and he is in you. I love John, John 16, 33 in the Passion. This is Jesus. He says, and everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows. You must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. Psalms 31, 24, be strong and courageous, all you who put your hope in the Lord. Psalms 27, 14, wait patiently for the Lord, be strong and courageous, yes, wait for the Lord. Proverbs 1, but the one who listens to me, I love this, will live undisturbed in a heavenly peace. When you listen to him, free from fear, confident, and courageous, you will rest unafraid and sheltered from the storms of life. Don't lose your courage. Don't lose your courage. And if you, you can lose it, 2 Corinthians, because you give it up, it's your choice, right? 2 Corinthians 6, 4. Yet as God's servants, we prove ourselves authentic in every way. For example, we have great endurance in hardships and persecutions. We don't lose courage in a time of stress and calamity. Those as God's servants, we prove ourselves authentic by not losing courage in the time of stress and calamity. In Hebrews 10, 35, don't lose your courage, courageous faith, for you are destined for a great reward. Take courage, have courage, be courageous. You know, we live in this increasingly challenging world and we have to face challenges that arise in our lives, in our homes, in our families, in our marriage. And we need supernatural courage 
to deal with these everyday things, not just those big things. You know, we need courage, first of all, to be who he's called us to be. I mean, it takes courage to rise up and say, I'm going to be who God says I am. I am going to be who he says I am, and I'm going to follow him. You know, there's this all this war that's always going on in us that's pulling us from what he called us to be to the old nature, to what he says we were are. You know, if I had listened to that, I wouldn't be up here speaking to you today. If I would listened to the plan of the enemy through people speaking to me that I was nothing, that I had no future, that I, had, I wasn't good enough, I certainly would not be a good pastor's wife. I certainly was told that. I wouldn't be here. I would not be standing here before you if I had believed that. It was when I learned that when I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, who I was and who he said I was, and I became that new creation, old things passed away, and all things became new. It was no longer I that lived, but Christ Jesus that lived in me, that I was in a covenant with him. And, and he was in me, and I am in him. We are one. But I had to have the courage to believe that. I had to have the courage to believe that. I had to have the courage to take hold of his promises. And if you're sitting there going, well, I don't know who I am. I know that back in the store, on the, they have back there on one of those tables, of just who you are in Christ. And you need to read that. And you need to have the courage to believe that. You need to believe that. You know, it took courage for me to believe that because, guess, I had not been that way before. I needed to take, I had to be strong and courageous because I had never been that way before. All that I had been was in the, in the one of, you're not good enough, you'll never amount to, you're not going to be this, this will not happen, you won't have this, this and this, you're blah, 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 blah. The enemy plays the same music to everybody. Same music. doesn't change doesn't have a new plan. He doesn't need a new plan. His old one seems to be working pretty well, I think, right? But not in us girls, right? Not in these girls in here online because we're strong and courageous. Come on, we're strong and courageous, right? I had to renew my mind, and I have to continually renew my mind. You think it's just like one time? Oh, girl, it's every day, right? It's every day, right? All right, we need courage to follow him. It takes courage to, be, to follow Jesus. Because you know what? We're faced every day with decisions. Are we going to follow him? Are we going to be obedient to him as to his word? Will we gossip? Ooh. Will we tell the truth? Will we be kind? Will we be angry? Will we be faithful? Will we sow discord? Will we be jealous? The kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace. It takes courage to follow him because we are inundated. You know, I was talking to this lady. I was praying with this lady. And, you know, I, I mean, she's so sweet. She didn't mean for this to happen. But this is why I'm saying it takes courage to follow him. Okay, now, especially with social media, right, you're getting bombarded all the time with this stuff. And... And this lady happened to get some direct messages, which I get people sending me stuff through Instagram. I just go, nope, delete, 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 especially, okay, men, okay? Like, I'm thinking, I'm sorry, I have a husband. I've been married 45 years, and I don't want to start over. Lord, help me. <laughs> 
I'm like, but I was talking to this lady, and I mean, she started looking at that. She started looking at those stuff, and man, they were saying nice things to her, accepting those, uh, those little messages coming to her. Uh, you know, because grass is always green on the other side. Well, remember, you've heard it. The grass is greener where you water it, right? So it led to the path of destruction in her marriage, in her relationship. Because she didn't have the courage to say, no, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to engage in that. You know, years and years ago when we first moved here, and my husband was traveling all the time, I mean, I was, he was like gone all the time. And yes, I was lonely sometimes. And I remember sometimes that I'd see couples together and he's gone for like three weeks at a time. And I'd see the, and you know, I started feeling like, wow, gosh, I'm, I'm by myself. And then I caught myself and I was like, wait a minute, I cannot let myself go down that road. It takes courage. Wait a minute, I cannot do that. And I just called on the Lord Jesus Christ at that moment. I thank God. I said, Lord, I need a revelation of you as my husband right now. Because you're really the only one that can meet that need of my loneliness anyway. Right? Are they sometimes in the house but not in the house? <laughs> right? <laughs> sometimes in the house but not in the house. Yeah. But the, Lord, you're going to have to manifest yourself to me right now. It's my husband, and he did. He did. And it takes courage to say no. It takes courage to say, no, I will not engage in gossip. No, I will not talk about somebody. No, I will not be mean. No, I will be kind. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It takes courage. And then we need courage to fight. Oh, of course you know this. It takes courage to fight. And you know how we fight in the spirit is so different from the how the rest of the world fights. In Ephesians 6, 16, like we want that shield of faith to extinguish the fiery arrows of the enemy. You know, I read this somewhere. It is so powerful. I wish I remember where I read this or I heard it. When you sense the presence of the enemy... Look for the table. For God says that he has prepared a table before you in the presence of his enemies. A table. A table for you in the presence of his enemies. So, so when you see the enemy moving, then know that yours a table for you. And what is that thing? What do you think about when you think about a table? You're thinking, well, it's going to have everything on there you want. You're going to sit down and you're going to be at peace. And you're just going to, everything is on the table. Everything that you need is on the table. Peace is on the table. Love is at the table. Forgiveness is at the table. You know, strength is at the table. Courage is at the table. It is at the table. So remember that. Remember you're never alone. The Lord promised to always be with you. Jeremiah 20, 11. The Lord is with me like a dread champion. I love that. Ah, therefore, my persecutors will stumble and not prevail. They will be utterly ashamed because they have failed with an everlasting disgrace that will not be forgotten. You can be spiritually brave because Jesus, the dread champion, is always standing strong. The battle isn't yours, it's his. And through you, and through you, Lord Jesus Christ, we do valiantly. Right? That's it. 
with courage and determination. God's word for me and my family and you and your family is always being tested. And we have to fight. You know, sometimes we get into this place where it's just like, oh, that broke down. Oh, they have a cold. Oh, you know, and you're just not, wake up. Okay, stay alert. No, 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 no. Stop, fight. You only have two choices. You can fight or quit. I mean, that's it. I'm sorry. Wait, stop, fight. Okay, we need courage to persevere. Oh, man, this is hard, right? Uh, to persevere until these promises of God are fulfilled in our lives. And you know what? This requires both patience and supernatural courage. And this kind of courage, man, it comes directly from God. I'm telling you, because it is hard sometimes, right? To not quit and just to keep going and to keep standing and having done all the stand, stand. It's hard sometimes. We have to, it's tough. That's a tough kind of courage. You know, we have to keep our eyes on the Lord. And don't grow weary, right? And don't faint. Don't give up. Not despair. Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in in doing good. We will reap a harvest if we don't give up. You know, and we can think we can think about Joseph, right? And that, right? If you know the story of Joseph. And remember, he was tempted too, right? And he had to have the courage to say no. Or he wouldn't have, you know, we talked about you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, he has a, a future for us. Well, he had been given a dream. He knew what it was. And how many years? 17 years. Still test after test. And one of those that he had to have courage to say no to was he was being tested, right, to sleep with Pontifer's wife. He said no to follow Jesus, to get to where God had told him he was going to be. He had to have courage, right? He had to persevere and keep going and not quitting. Or the dream, the plan, the purpose that God has for you will not be fulfilled. So you have to make a choice. You have to decide. You, you, you have to be aggressive and you have to take it. We have to have courage to forgive. Boy, this is tough. This is a big one too, right? Oh, yeah. And forgive us our sins as we also forgive everyone who's indebted to us. In Luke eleven four, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Colossians three thirteen. If it is impossible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Romans twelve eighteen. Over and over and over and over and over through the years, I've had to have courage to forgive people. And you will too. And it, it's hard. It is a courage. You have to have courage. I'm going to do this, right? To forgive people that have hurt me. Because remember, hurt people hurt people, you know? You know, it started with abusers in my life. In my, and then in my family. Man, family, right? Sometimes those are tough. It's hard. It's tough to forget the hardest ones, right? To forgive people in your family. And then other Christians, oh, God help us, they would never hurt you. <laughs> really, right? I mean, other Christians would never hurt you. <sighs> yes, yes, even those. I've had to forgive those. And you will too. Because none of us are perfect. I'm sorry. I don't see a halo in everybody. I don't, I know we're not in heaven yet. So as long as we live on this earth, it will happen. So we can choose to do that, right? You know, so it's hard. You know, I, in my life, some of you know my story and some of you don't, but one particular thing I, I wanted to share with you was 
<clears throat> both of us. Rick and I being married 45 years is just the grace of God and the miracle of God, really, because we both came from such broken homes. Um, you know, his parents were married to each other five times. I couldn't decide, get it, what are we going to do, do it or not? I don't know. My parents were married multiple times. But, um, so my, 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 my father remarried, and my stepmother just really did not like me. Now, I didn't, I didn't see, I mean, I, again, as an adult, I can look back and I know why, you know, the problem or what was going on in her life. Uh, but as a child, you know, growing up, I didn't see my father except really just in the uh, summer. I would see, and I'd see him sometimes on, uh, you know, maybe on Christmas Day or around Christmas just for a day. And um, my stepmother just didn't like me, you know, and, and again, it's jealousy, you know, again, looking back, I can see, you know, that she couldn't have children, probably that, I'm sure that played part into it, um, very abusive, that was a very abusive situation, um, it was, you know, again, as, uh, an adult, I can look back, and, and I know why some of the things that were going on, uh, it was just, it was just a very, uh, toxic situation, uh, so toxic that, I mean, I would try, you know, to call to talk to my dad, wanted to talk to him, and she wouldn't let me talk to him, and things like that, well, it ended up a few years ago, that my dad actually had a stroke, and I didn't know it because she did not let me know, and he was in the hospital. And so my, and this was such a test for me, you know, but actually it was her sister, who's my aunt, and, and she's the one who called me, and she called here at the church. She called here at the church because she didn't have my number, and Tells, tells me, you know, Cynthia, that's what they call me. Uh, Rick is the one who changed it to Cindy. But, <laughs> but anyway, she says to me, um, Cynthia, your dad is in the hospital. Your dad has a stroke. And I, and I thought you should know. And I said, I had no idea. I mean, like I said, I was calling every week to check in on my dad. But most, uh, most of the time, I didn't get to talk to him. And she said, please, could you come? And I said, well, of course, I will come. I, I didn't know. I got on the first plane that I could get on. I, this is in North Carolina. I, I landed in Raleigh. I get in the car. I rent a car. I drive. And I go, I go to my aunt's house. And she tells me the whole situation, and again, it's just very, very toxic. The whole situation is so toxic. Just hearing about my dad and the situation and how they were living and, and this kind of thing, and it just, it's really bad. So um, I told her, so I decided I'm just going to go, because by the time I got there, he had been released to the, from the hospital into a rehab facility, and it was, um, so he was there. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go straight there. Uh, because my aunt, which this is her sister, and she has no control over her sister. She's like, I don't know what's going to happen. They, he should not go back in that house, which I totally agree with. He should not go back in that house. And so I said, well, I'm just going to go over there. And so I went to the, I went to the, um, the rehab facility, and I asked for where my dad was. And I went in there, and I hadn't seen him probably in about five or six years. And, and I almost didn't even recognize him 
when I walked in the room and they said, I was like, that's my dad? And they said, yeah, that's your dad. And I, was, I went over to him and I looked at him and I said, Dad, it's Cynthia, it's Cynthia. And he looked at me and he held my, his, my face in his hands. And he said, I'm so glad you're here. Anyway, in the whole process of that, um, because then they took him to his room and I stayed there. And, and what I had heard, because when I went there to see him, I went down to the rehab part, I mean, to where he was. He was getting rehab at the part because she was in his room. This was the part. She controlled him. She was in his room. She, when, she never left the hospital. She never left the room at the rehab, not even to take a bath, okay, if that tells you anything, okay? She didn't even leave the room to, to do that. To, to, so when I walked into that room with my dad, because we walked... We, t- we went back together to that room, and, we, and she was sitting in the room. Of course, she was shocked, more than little to say, shocked to see me. And I had, a, I had a moment in time, just a minute, that I had to choose. And I made that choice, that courageous choice, because it was not what I wanted to do. But I made a courageous choice that I was going to forgive her and understand her life and why she was where she was. And I said, I'm going to make that courageous choice because it would only hurt me. And as far as well it is with me, I'm going to live in peace. I, just, I can only do my part, but I'm going to do my part. And I took her and I hugged her. I took her in the car because there, I, and basically I just took over in a nice way. (laughs) In a nice way. (laughs) And I went down to see the, the head of the facility. They were telling me what's going on. I said, well, that's not what's going to be happening now. (laughs) And there were things that had to be done that she did not want to do. And I said, you're going to come with me. We're going to get, I found out what we needed to do to get him help. If he was going to go home, where he was going to go. I said, you get in the car with me. This is what we're going to do. In a nice, loving way. (laughs) But I had to forgive her. And then that leads me to the next part is we need courage to love. Because then God gave me a love for her. And I can only say that that is God. Believe me. Because I took care of her. I did, I took her, we did everything we had to do to take care of my dad. And then when my father, he went home um, and we had, I had set up care to go to the house to take care of him. We had, were cleaning out the house. She was a hoarder, so we had, I did not want him to go home, but um, he's an adult, he has a sound mind, and he wanted to go home, so we did what we could at the home. So um, when he went home, then I came back here, and then it wasn't long after that before he, had, he fell, and he ended up back in the hospital, and he actually passed away. And it was right at Father's Day when he passed away, or Mother's Day, Mother's Day. Huh? Oh, yeah. 
That's right. Chrissy was getting a sonogram with my grandson, Ethan, that day when I got the news that he had passed away. But um, I did, when they told me he was in the hospital, uh, she did, and she was in the room, and um, I said, I'm going to get on the first plane that I can get on to get out there to see him. And she put the, she said, do you want to talk to him? And I said, yes. And so she put the phone to his ear and I got, I did get to say goodbye to him on the phone and talk to him on the phone. And then, like I said, I got on a, well, and then, um, anyway, I don't want to go into this way too, it's like, well, it's way too much. But anyway, they basically had a service before, for him before I could get there and made that decision. So I went, when I got there, um, he was already, had been uh, buried, but we went, I went and I picked her up again because God gave me a love for her that I cannot even explain. And I picked her up and we went over to where he was and we talked about him. Um, I took care of her. She had to go into a nursing home. I took care of her. And only because I know only God could have put that in me. And it takes courage to love. It takes such courage. And it is the one thing that is needed most in our world right now is love. The only perfect love comes from God. It only comes from God. But, you know, we have to receive that love before we can give it away to others. We have to receive it. And if we can find the courage to love like God loves, we will be the bravest of them all. The bravest of them all. And the love of God is the origin and creative force of real love. And it was that love that completely, utterly rocked my life and changed my life. Because I knew God did something in me when he gave me, before he gave me the chosen message, that I knew without of a shadow of a doubt, no matter what had happened in my life, that he loved me. I had an, an incredible encounter with God where I, he was holding me in his arms and he was telling me that he loved me. And I, that is what led me to this chosen message. That's what led to 17, oh, getting, getting ready to go into 17 years of chosen. It is that love that God wants you to experience. And it takes courage to have that love. I, this is the kind of love he wants us to have. And Ephesians 3, 17 and 19, be rooted deep in his love and founded securely on his love. You will have the power to be strong, to grasp with the saints the experience of that love. This is my heart for you, ladies. What is the breadth, the length, the height, the depth of it that you will really know practically through experience for yourself, which surpasses mere knowledge, that you will be filled through all of your being with the fullness of God. You will have the richest measure of the presence of God and become a body holy and filled, flooded with God himself. Until you encounter that kind of love, you cannot love him. Right? And you, can't, you certainly can't give it away. Full, courageous love for him that we can love others and his people. Matthew 22, 27. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. 
You know what? I would not have been able to love my family, Rick's stepmother or even Rick's family, okay, my stepmother or his family, if I hadn't received God's love. I mean, his family, they were like, like his father. Okay, his father just turned 100 uh, back in November. I mean, they didn't like me either. I mean, like, what the heck? I was a pretty likable person. But anyway, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't the one. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. But you know what? I asked God because his whole family is very strong. You think Rick's strong? Oh, my God. His mother, his father, his sister, every one of them. And I prayed and I asked the Lord. I'm, God, I'm like, God, what is my part in this family? What am I supposed to do? I mean, like, because these people are like, whoa. And you know what I heard the Lord say? I heard him say to me. He said, just love them. Love never fails. I said, okay. And I made a commitment that I was going to love them. And it took courage to love them when I know that what they're, let me just tell you what his, now you know what his family does? If they need prayer, who do they text me? Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, okay. They text me all the time if they need prayer. Here's what's happening. You know, and when we're around, and this is, and the other thing is when my, his dad, every time I see his dad, okay, his dad likes to say to me, which is so hilarious. I can laugh about it because I've forgiven and I love. <laughs> but his dad, his dad will say to me, he goes, you know, Cindy, I used to, I didn't like you. <laughs> yeah, really, I didn't know this, okay. And he says, but I just want you to know, I just love you. And I was like, and I love you too, Dad. <laughs> it's hilarious, right? It takes love, right? And it takes courage to commit to love. As maintaining relationships require a lot of give and take. It takes courage to push through difficult situations while maintaining love and kindness. It's hard. I love Bob Goff said, love is kind. If it's not, it's something else. It takes courage to continue to love in the face of having been disappointed. And when we forgive both small and great offenses, love is an action word. And we are told to abide in love, to put it on. In Colossians 3, 12 and through 14, put it on. So chosen by God, you chosen girls, for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline, be even tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense, forgive as quickly, as completely as the master forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. God is love. He is in you. Where do you get the courage to love from him? Where do you get the courage to be who he's called you to be? Where do you get the courage to follow him, to fight, to persevere, to forgive? Turn your eyes to Jesus. Turn your eyes to Jesus. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. This is what the Lord wants me to tell you. Isaiah 35, 4 in the voice. Tell those who worry. Be anxious. Do not be anxious. And tell the fearful and the anxious. Take strength. Have courage. There's nothing to fear. Look here. Your God right here is your God. The balance is shifting. The balance is shifting. The balance is shifting. God will right all wrongs. 
none other than God will give you success. He is coming to make you safe. Be courageous, 2 Samuel. They don't have this verse because God just gave me this one. And let us show ourselves courageous for the benefit of our people. We have to do it for the benefit to be those godmothers, to the benefit of our people. People are looking to us. You know, when this whole pandemic thing started, our staff, I could see it. They didn't say it, but some of them, I could see it in their face. And I said to them, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Let me tell you, I walked around and I said, don't be afraid. Be strong, because guess what? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It does not belong to COVID. It does not belong to fear. It does not belong to the devil. God has a plan. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. In Acts 23, 11, it says, Paul had, you know, Paul had to, groan, had to go to Rome. There was this huge storm, and this is what it says, and this is what I'm saying to you. Be courageous. Be spiritually brave, for I'm not through with you yet. God's saying that. He's not through with you yet. He's not finished. He's not finished. I've been able to take you this far, and I will always finish what I start. Your future is now. Your strength and courage is in Him. Take it. Take it. Take the, what the Lord has laid out for you. Go the distance and finish well. What is the greatest area in your life right now that you see that you need to have courage in? What is the greatest area right now in this season of your life to follow him, to be who he's called to be, to fight, to persevere, to forgive, to love Turn your eyes on him. Do you have courage to do that, to look to him? Courage is contagious. It's contagious. Just as fear is contagious, so is courage. Turn your eyes to Jesus.